time that we recognize and we realize when we're in this place. Uh, I'm going to hope this morning that I can get you to uh, separate from your past, from yesterday, separate from what you're thinking about later this afternoon and the things that are coming up this week. And if you would capture this moment right now, this is Palm Sunday. And as we see, as the pattern and the story goes, and I'm hopefully going to be able to show you to where it becomes a personal experience, that entry is today. That entry was 2,000 years ago. It continued until he returns. Is the entry into the preparation of the Feast of Passover. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to try to... to, uh, Uh, elevate my countenance as I begin to describe this because this has to be so real for us. The events in our world are happening and they are very, very real. And so I don't want you to separate this particular event to something that happened before, won't ever happen again, and it's not part of your life. As you see the scriptures and you understand the pattern that took place in the word and for those disciples that spoke to us today, This is very real for you and I. It's essential for the preparation as we enter into this time of Passover. We've had three weeks of sanctification, setting ourselves apart and believing that God was going to do this cleansing. The last couple of weeks, Kathy brought a word two weeks ago on stubbornness, God dealing with our stubbornness. And then last weekend, Sean brought up the word about being an island unto ourselves. It's amazing to me as we begin to see of what God's speaking in our lives as overcomers. This is so um, essential. I'm, I'm going to implore you because I'm going to go back to Exodus and establish very simple because I've, I've narrowed down the scriptures to where I want you to take time out and understand your personal story through this. And I'm going to make an appeal. I'm going to implore you to make this, this day from now to Passover and that following week so real in your experience. So real in your experience. Because this isn't just about you. This isn't just about your personal experience of the cross and the resurrection and in turn experiencing and keeping the feasts according to the Father's will. Because these are your eternal feasts. This is for your children. This is for your grandchildren. This is for your spiritual children. This is for the generations to come. You're preparing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to come in a millennial reign for a thousand years. And you and I are being invited to the instruments because we are going to be those that are going to be teaching the multitudes of what the Father's feasts are all about. And you're going to hear in the scriptures how important it is and how significant your life is and how this has to be real because it has to be part of your story. It has to be part of your testimony. That Then that imparts and quickens people when you're speaking to them. It pricks their hearts, goes past their mind. But you have such a foundation because of your experience. And that's why I want to go to Exodus because it's going to bring value to what I'm saying but it's going to bring value and significance of today, Palm Sunday. Amen? So we're going to go to Exodus. Let's go to chapter 12. And I'm just going to read verse 17. 
you shall also observe, observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For on this very day I brought you, your hosts, out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent ordinance. Let's go down to 26 and 27. And when your children say to you, what does this rite or this ritual or this celebration mean to you? You shall say, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our, our homes and the people bowed low and worshipped him. Father, help me. Freedom, deliverance, the very setting that they recognized and it was to be kept, recognize. Tell your children, tell anybody that's going to be willing to listen of the very things that God is beginning to establish in your life as something that's so real to where it becomes so much that we see in the days ahead, the very expression, freedom. The blood of Jesus It's no longer the blood of goats and lambs. Place the blood over the doorposts. Freedom from oppression, bondage. And these are the very things that now is in the New Testament. We take those foundations and through that time of the triumphant entry into that which was into Jerusalem, there was an awakening in the new covenant with God's people that now that fulfillment, Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God that was slain. And that blood is alive and it's placed upon our lives. And we apply it. But it requires you to apply the blood. Otherwise, it's stationary. But it's not just for your own salvation or the sanctification. I'm hoping this morning, when you leave this morning, you're going to have a greater burden for your children, your grandchildren, your spiritual children, your sons and daughters that you're believing for to come into your life, the generations you might have access to. We have at least three generations right in our midst. At least three generations. And you have an opportunity to influence the generations and that which is to come. Now as I begin to now establish in Luke, and we'll go to the book of Luke. Help me, Holy Spirit, because I have to be attentive. Please help me. We're going to go to Luke 19. Luke 19. Because as we begin to see this experience take place, I have a printout that I'm going to give to you after. And it begins with the Thursday and the Friday, which was this last Thursday and Friday. It doesn't include Saturday because Saturday was a Sabbath. So there were no miracles. There wasn't anything that transpired on the Saturday other than Jesus went to Mary and uh, Martha and Lazarus' home. Now, this was after Lazarus was raised from the dead. Can you imagine the conversations that were taking place? But when you begin to see the story begin, the story really begins in Luke 18. I believe it's verse 31. Because Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's explaining to them that we are going to enter into Jerusalem. And he began to reveal the very things that were going to transpire Amen? Now, I'm going to read Luke 19. I'm going to read 41 through 44. Now, I'm going to try to do the best I can 
in making this picture, for us guys, we need a word picture. The girls aren't so much, because they can receive it on the inside, and somehow they have that ability to be able to take it into detail. But us guys need a word picture. And I'm hoping that you begin to recognize, because what I am reading is what's taking place as Jesus and disciples are beginning to enter in to the city of Jerusalem. And that handout that I have will describe all of the events that took place on that Thursday and Friday, skipping Saturday, and it's going to take you all the way up to his crucifixion. But I want you to understand there's so much that's purposed for you and I. The disciples of that day experienced what they experienced. But again, I want to go to you and say that, yes, we're reading about that which was 2,000 years ago. Yeah, we could be thinking about the things that are going to be happening in our future. But I want you to just lock in these next two weeks. Please. Please, I, I implore you. Because there has been so much at work in God, in us, in these last months as a preparation for what I believe a Passover of all Passovers. One like we've never experienced. And why is that? Both his timing, but because you've been putting in the work. Because you've been putting in the work. Help me, Holy Spirit. You've been putting in the work of wanting your life to change. You want to be an influence within your husbands and wives and families and relationships. And as I begin to read verse 41 through 44, this is Jesus coming into Jerusalem on the donkey. And if you go back to chapter 18, the disciples, after he told them what was going to happen in Jerusalem, they didn't want to go. They were fearful. They weren't able to comprehend what was taking place. And I want you to comprehend what's taking place today. This is his triumphal entry into your and my life, into Praise Chapel, into the earth. This isn't by mistake. The things that are going on around in this world, as you begin to look at that outline of the week proceeding up to Passover and beyond, God is orchestrating the earth to come under his feast days. And if you look at your personal experience of the things that God is about to do, what Jesus did during that time in Jerusalem on that specific day of that triumphal entry is the same thing that's happening today or is available to happen today in our lives. Amen? I want you to listen to these scriptures because Jesus is weeping as he's going into Jerusalem and he's telling them why he's weeping. He's seeing the condition of his disciples. He's seeing the condition of the people in Jerusalem. Verse 41, chapter 19 of Luke. When he, Jesus, approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and he wept over it. These are his words. Now, mind you, the disciples are those that are listening to his words. And he's speaking these words into the heavenly realm. If you had known in this day 
even you, and he's speaking to the disciples, the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. From the day, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw you up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side. Then they will level you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize They did not recognize their time of visitation. I have to believe that because of their fear, blinded them. They weren't able to see the very thing that why Jesus, he'd spoken it to them, but they couldn't comprehend in fear of what was to take place because they knew after Jesus had raised Lazarus, The priests wanted to see Lazarus killed, Jesus killed, and anybody else that would destroy, destroy the testimony of the Messiah. And I really believe that this is an opportunity for us that we don't miss this time of his visitation. I have to say, even for myself, I've I've acknowledged the week preceding Passover. But I've put more attention into the Passover understanding and the experience and the hope and not recognizing the the weight, the weight of this week. Stubbornness, island unto ourselves, all the things, overcomers, all the things that God has, has, has prepared us to where we then won't miss this time of his visitation. Because as you begin to see this unfold this whole week, we must live it. As you go through that handout, it gives you scriptures, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to be able to identify, working out, because they all had a little bit different perspective of the workings of what took place in their writings. But they're all experiences that every day, between now until we reach into Passover, up to his crucifixion, you can begin to experience the very work of the Holy Spirit as a disciple in that day and today. Because as you read further along in the chapter, after Jesus made his entry, Where did he go first? He went to cleanse the temple. Sean talked about it this morning. The money changers. Everything that was not acceptable, it was unholy in the temple of God. Today, he wants to cleanse our temple. And he will. He will. He will have his way. You're his. We might fight it, but get, guess who wins in the end? Jesus. You ever tried to wrestle somebody who's bigger than you? Eventually you just kind of just give up. Well, and guess what Jacob finally did, don't you think? Yeah. And that gave him a name change. 
What else took place? What was the next thing? Healed the blind man and healed the lame. Have we not been crying out for being able to see in the Spirit? Give me eyes to see. Fear blinds you. The unknown blinds you. But if we know that today, being Palm Sunday, if we know where our next, next two weeks are headed, then there should not be any fear of what's before you in these next two weeks. It's not about if they're going to turn off your lights or if you don't have gas in your car. No. What is he going to be doing in your and my life in these next two weeks? Because you don't want to miss this visitation. I don't want to miss it. He came in this morning. And the third thing that transpired, Hosanna. All the children were crying out, Hosanna, son of David. It was probably the greatest beginning of the truthful identity of who Jesus is and was. They said he was a prophet. He says he was of the devil. But that entry established his identity, his true identity, because the children were crying out, Hosanna, son of David. Do you think maybe our true identity might have an opportunity to be revealed in these next couple of weeks? Do you think the places that we begin to see this time of freedom, the bondage, our sight, our limited ability to run after the prize, do you think our step might get a little bit faster, a bit stronger? Do you think our eyes might be on the prize rather than all the things that try to beset us or distract us? Do you think possibly that you might see yourself the way God sees you? Not beating yourself up, tearing yourself down, saying you're a loser or you're stupid. No, 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 no. A true identity is the son and the daughter of the living God. I can't tell you the substance that's right now in the realm of the Spirit. Tuesday nights, the word becoming enriched in people's lives, the word becoming flesh. Friday night, the age of tabernacles. Is it not, JC? The word is becoming alive. It's being engrafted in us. We're becoming the word made flesh. So can I encourage you in this time of visitation, in this next two weeks, because this is just the beginning. This is just the preparation for the true crucifixion and resurrection. But when you begin to read these scriptures, there is so much that was required. There was so much that was accomplished. It was so much of an invitation. Oh, that all of Jerusalem, even his disciples, even unto you twelve, that you would recognize, don't miss this time of your visitation. Can you imagine three and a half years as a disciple and they still didn't get it? How long have you been walking with the Lord? How long? How many years do you think? 
Four or five? Twenty-five? It's just things I, I still don't get it. Really? They walked with him for three and a half years and they still didn't get it. They touched him. They broke bread with him. They looked into his eyes. Is there hope for you? Absolutely. He'll heal your sight. He'll strengthen your step. He'll change your identity of how you see yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all of thy mind, with all of thy heart, with all of thy strength. And equal to that, love your neighbor as yourself. If you can't love yourself with the love of God, how are you going to love somebody else? The devil has known how to disarm, disable, a true testimony of empowerment. But when Jesus entered in, they could call him Bilzebub all they wanted. The children recognized Hosanna. That's the son of David. That's an announcement. Greatest in the kingdom are these children. They're going to establish the identity. They're going to see your identity in Christ. Amen? I don't want to miss anything here because this is too important. I'm trusting that um, this Palm Sunday will be unlike no other. It's so easy for us to go in because denominations have made it, you know, with the robes and all of the rituals and all these different things. And somehow we try to uh, avoid that because we're not of that. But there's such principle of truth and impartation of what really is transpiring during this week preceding that which is the holy convocation, a Passover. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss this time of visitation because he's entered in this morning into your and my day. This is our Palm Sunday. This is your and my personal Palm Sunday. And to join that, I believe he's entered into the earth. And from day to day forward, I don't believe this earth is going to be the same. In fact, I know it's not going to be the same. Because he could not speak a word. Make sure you guys get that outline. And I'll make sure you guys get them today. Now, I want you to go to Joshua. And I'm going to close with this. Joshua 4. And I'm going to read 19 through 22. Talking again about the generations. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the east edge of Jericho. Those 12 stones which they had taken from the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. He said to the sons of Israel, When your children ask your fathers in the time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. That needs to be part of your testimony. To your children, to anybody that's going to be listening, your children, your spiritual children, your family. Another crossing over. Now, why am I saying this? The first day, excuse me, the tenth day of the first month, 
is when they crossed over. According to God's calendar, guess what tomorrow is? Tenth day of the first month. Say, none of could you just feel the weight of that? We are living out fulfillment. Jesus in chapter 18 of Luke was telling them so that scriptures might be fulfilled. This is what was prophesied about. That's what he was trying to explain to them. You should know this by now. As those, when they left, Jesus was resurrected and they were leaving Jerusalem and Jesus happened to catch them, meet them on the way. He began to speak to them about all of the scriptures, all the prophetic words, everything that had been written concerning him and the prophets. This is where we are today. That which has been spoken about a remnant, a people that will usher in the return of Jesus. That will become the experience, will become the testimony, that will tell the story, your story. Because I'm sure after the crucifixion and the resurrection, those 12 disciples, their story changed. They were no longer blind to what was taking place. And they knew that their identity now was necessary to advance the testimony of Jesus. And so, that's where we are today. It's pretty simple, it's pretty straightforward, but I want it to be so weighty, weighty in the sense that it's attainable. Because God's written it, he has the pattern, he's spoken it, and now is a part of our life. And we can see the very richness of the manifestation, signs and wonders, greater works, These are all the things that God has just now placed before us. If you just allow yourself, Wayne and Tina, and whenever you guys start going over, Peggy, going over to the food outreach, just remember that Jesus has just now entered your city. He's now just entered your household. He's just now entered and released your future if you will recognize the day of your visitation. Because we can easily just say, ah, that's just a nice word. So this handout, what's so wonderful about it is it takes us right up to the crucifixion. It includes Passover. But what this does, uh, very close and very similar to what you have as an outline, but what it does is it, bring, it starts you with Thursday and Friday. It brings you scriptures, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It brings you scriptures, and it allows you to walk out tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way up to the crucifixion. So you'll have an identification of what transpired in that week preceding his death on the cross and the resurrection. And now what I can probably do also is I can probably send Sean, I can send him the, uh, the, the PDF and then maybe send it out to everybody that's on the list uh, because I, was running, had, I only had black and white ink and so they have a really pretty colorful picture on it if you want. But take this. I have about 20 of them, I think. I'm not sure how many of you are, but take this with you. And just wake up every, every day. Just take today, look at the things that I've spoken about, and there's other things that are on here, other scriptures to affirm it. And then say, Jesus, okay, I'm walking with you. I'm going to the cross. 
I'm walking with you. I'm walking with you, Jesus. I'm going to the cross with you. You know, we often talk about the Mount of Transfiguration. And there were three of the disciples that were there, and we think, man, the number is pretty few. <clears throat> three out of 12? That's not a very good uh, odds, is it? How many disciples were at the cross? Out of 12. How real is this? How real is this? This is our salvation. So I encourage you. I try to say this with, the, with as much joy and expression in my countenance as I can. But, but I, I implore you, don't be stubborn. Don't be an island unto yourself. Please. And this isn't just a crying out for you, but it's for your children, your grandchildren your spiritual children, the sons and daughters, the generations to come, that you will be those that will be instructing and tell them of the truth, your experience. And when Jesus came and you acknowledged and recognized and you partook of his visitation, he cleansed your temple, he gave you eyes to see Strengthen you to be able to walk out the days before you. And it was the day, the week that you knew who you are in God. Amen? So, Father, let this be real to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here. I hate to leave this word because it's so rich. And it's such an... Well, I'm going to give this all back to you in just a second. And um, it's so rich... And it's such life to our bones, to our flesh and to our soul and our spirit. Such an opportunity. So I just, <clears throat> there's things that happen that proceed because God's given me a, a you know, an ability to see things prophetically. Um, God has been preparing us with the stubbornness, the island to ourselves or whatever. Get the leaven out is what I heard last week. Purge the leaven out. Get out the leaven out of your temple. He's reminding us that we are the temple. The old temple has been torn down. We are the living stones that make up the temple, the great temple, and we are individually a temple. And um, so two things happened this morning. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Pastor, when you were talking about God bringing this experience in this visitation to us in these days, that... Um, I I know we're kind of being distracted by these things being handed out, but this is this is important. As a witness and testimony, someone came to me this morning. Someone spoke to me this morning 
and they told me that something had happened to them on the inside. It was different. Something had happened on the inside. And as you were preaching, and, and they were just, their testimony was something happened. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but something on my inside is different. And it released hope. And as I heard that testimony, I felt the weight of it. I felt the substance of it. Something on the inside. And when you said that this experience and, and, and his word and everything that is coming right now to change us on the inside, it is just such a witness that this is an active work. I, I wanted you to know that someone has spoken that as a testimony. It's real. Nobody can take that away from them. It's, it's been written on the inside of their temple. Amen. Amen. And I'm just sensing that God has been doing that in each one of us. Amen. That there's something being written. In fact, as you were ministering, I was like having a vision of like what the inside of our temple, our spiritual temple looks like. I, I, I saw the lamp. I saw the altars of incense and, and the worship and the praise that goes up in this temple. And then I began to see the word of God written on the inside of us. In this temple, we typically think he's, he's writing it on our hearts, but if we see our temple on the inside and what God has been doing inside of us, to transform us and to change us and to bring us forth into this crossing over that you were speaking about today, that this Hosanna save us in a way we've not been known, understood our salvation. Save us in a way we've not understood our salvation. On the inside. And sometimes people go through prophetic experiences. And when you were talking about the leaven, or I don't know if you were talking about it or the Holy Spirit was talking about it to me, several of us in just the last few week, uh, past week and the last few days, sometimes God will allow us to experience things in the natural that aren't very good. Some of us have have had horrible uh, migraine headaches. And several of us have had what would appear to be a virus, a purging virus that purges the system in every way. It was violent. It was a violent experience. It was intense, but what it caused each person, I'm sure, going through it was we were going, help us, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Help us in the purge. Right. 
prophetically as intercessors. It was interesting. Some of us I know are intercessors that went through that. And we were saying, help us. Get this out of me. And we were saying, even not knowing it, that we were, we were praying a prophetic prayer. Purge us of the leaven. Purge us of everything unclean inside of us. And we did it as we stood in the gap. We were making these prayers on behalf of the body of Christ. So when you are looking at your experience this week, look at it with the eyes of the light of understanding. Eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking. I love that tomorrow, I, I was going to point that out because I was, I was the one that was supposed to minister today. <clears throat> tomorrow is the first of the tenth month. It can be your crossing over. You see, we can identify. These experiences are prophetic. The Old Testament is prophetic. It can be every promise. We can lay hold of it as the children of God. Let there be stones risen to mark this week for each of us. I've deeply received this word that God has used you to bring to us today. And we receive it in all humility and grace. Thank you, Father, for being so faithful to us. Yes, you can. Just to add, um, I feel that there have been multiple activations that have taken place in this week. Um, some that we've known and some that we were not aware of. And I feel like this word today has brought such hope, not just for us individually, but for my children and my grandchildren, my husband, for each and every one of us. There was a greater foundation and release of hope today because we can do all things through Christ regardless how difficult regardless the breaking that must take place in this season for us to arise in what he's calling us to do he has called us to be overcomers together as one. We, I need you, each and every one of you. And you need me. And above all else, we need Jesus so much right now. He is our hope. And I am so grateful that he came in our midst today. Thank you for this word, Pastor. Thank you so much. I, too, receive it humbly. Thank you, Father.
Well, for those of you, oops, yes. God reminded me of something. Um, I don't remember how many years ago I was reading this article in the Harvard Medical. Mm-hmm. They were doing a uh, DNA, DNA study, and they had 50 different uh, DNAs. And on it, they had found the word on these 50 DNAs, I am. Mm. And he reminded me, I wasn't going to share it first, and he reminded me that, yes, you need to share this, that for encouragement, that his DNA is written in ours, his name, I am. And I was reading that, and it's like, and as she was saying that, I'm just like, you got to share it, you got to share it. But um, I know it was Harvard Medical School. Um, I don't remember what site it was, Amen. but I just thought Amen. it's something if you want to look up or something. But Amen. I thought it was important to share. Oh, the great I am. Amen. Well, for those of you that have hopefully been able to see us live, was it working, Ben? Awesome, you're the best. Thank you, Lord. Well, we just bless all of you. Um, we're believing very soon we're looking either an alternative or things are going to change beyond anybody's control and we'll be able to see this come alive in a different way. So, please, all of you, um, I'm not sure. Uh, let me just read it. For those of you that aren't on our mailing list, if you just Google step-by-step with Jesus, a Holy Week timeline, and then you can write onto that your time of visitation or our time of visitation. It will come up if you Google it. So you'll be able to print it down for yourself. So blessings to all of you that are going to partake of this week in preparation for Passover. So blessings to you until we meet again live on the feed next Sunday.